So I mean, you guys are ready to sex sell tonight a little bit. <laughs> we played this uh, video at URI on Tuesday night, and I looked back. One of the girls was like, <laughs> "Are we in church?" You know, I could see her face like, "Sexual healing? What is going on?" I brought with me something very dear to me. Uh, I brought my, uh, I guess what you would like to call a keepsake box. I've had this since I moved here to the States. Uh, as you guys know, I'm African, and I'm proud to be one. Um, so when I moved here, my grandmother gave me this. And, uh, and since then, I've been keeping a lot of things that are very dear to me inside of this box. You know, I got letters from my friends from Cape Verde when I moved here, you know, still with me. People that I grew up with, uh, you know, very dear to my heart. I have something else that is extremely dear to my heart. I love sports. As you guys know, i played sports all my life. So I have cutouts of my high school sports days right in here. You know, uh, one of the pictures is actually I was on the paper crying like a baby because we lost the state championship uh, at Shea High School. And I wanted to kill that reporter for taking that picture. And a friend of mine for not taking the game so serious. Um, I love to play. And I also have uh, pictures. I have pictures that are very dear to my heart in here. I found a picture that I was, I didn't know if I had. I was just going through this the other day. Uh, and uh, I found a, my prom picture is in here. Uh, I, I, this is the first time I'm revealing this in public. My wife is right here that my prom picture is in here. I don't know if she feels about that. But maybe we can talk about that when we get home. And if I uh, end up on the couch, it didn't go well. Um, but you know what's interesting about my, my, my prom picture? I have a black eye on my prom picture. Because I got into a fight about a week before the prom. And uh, the way I got into this fight, it's so weird. Because I was at Boys and Girls Club, which was like my second home. And uh, we were playing basketball. You know, things got heated. You know, we throw down. And I thought it was over, you know. I thought I, you know, I got him good. It was over. Well, he wasn't happy with that. So I, I'm downstairs in the bathroom changing. He comes in and sucker punches me in the bathroom changing. Come on, man. You know, so that's a low blow right there. But anyways, uh, I don't know why I told you that story. None to do with what I'm trying to tell you here. But there's, there's a lot of uh, things that are, are very meaningful to me in here. And I'm sure you have it too. You may not have a keepsake box, but you have certain items that are very dear to your heart. You know, uh, maybe you have pictures and maybe you have, uh, you know, cut out of, of your high school days. I don't know if you played sports or what now, did gymnastics or, you know, your name was on the newspaper once, and it was like the highlight of your year. Uh, so we all have certain items that just means a lot to us. And uh, even though these items are just physical items, uh, they're more than just physical items. They are actually memories. And sometimes these memories are more than just memories. They're actually uh, moments in life that have left, that has left a, a, an imprint in you, you know. Because if we keep asking questions about these things, uh, we, we will find out that, man, that was actually an experience. You know, and if we ask deeper questions, and you might come up with things like, man, that was a moment of trust. Or that was a moment of betrayal. Or that was a moment of truth. You know, 
that was a reality that stayed with me. You know, if we keep asking questions about why do we have certain things in our homes, or, or even now, you know, in the digital era, you have your, your phones, and your phones have pictures, and those pictures have meaning to you, unless they're those pictures that you just took because you wanted to get on Facebook. You know what I mean? But there are certain things that, that are dear to us, not because they're physical, but because they have deeper meaning than just the physical. Are you with me so far? You know, we, we love to have these things because they just speak to us as human beings. Are you with me? And so it's important to understand that, that as human beings, we have many different experiences, situations, and circumstances that speaks to us. If we were to stop here for a second and we were to open up this, this, uh, this night by saying, okay, what is that thing? I mean, we could spend hours. You know, we can spend hours. Why? Because these things shaped us, you know. Like, we can talk about one picture, and I could probably go on and on about this picture. I just told you, like, my prom picture, black guy, background, you know, cheerleader. I didn't tell you about that part. I, just whatever, you know. That, uh, probably not that important <laughs> right now, <laughs> you know. But uh, this physical thing is more than a physical thing. Are you tracking you know, this physical thing is more than just a physical, it's actually an emotional thing. And if you keep asking deeper questions, it's actually a spiritual thing as well. You know, it's, it's so critical to understand how connected we are. You know, it's hard to separate our physical from our emotions and from our spiritual person. Are you with me? You know, as much as people have a tendency to talk about things like, you know, we have different categories, but they're very well attached to each other. You know, it's very hard to have one without the other as part of this fabric of, of being a human being. No, look at this. Most of life is about that. Most of life is us trying to wrestle with all these different components of us. You're trying to control your weight. Why? Because there's emotional implications to that. You know, you're trying to manage your, your, your checkbook. Why? There's deeper meaning behind your checkbook than just a checkbook. You know, you're, 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 you're on Facebook and, and, and there's a particular person that you continue to go on their page. Why? You know, hello. <laughs> so we're all uh, trying to do this. We're all trying to manage this life and, 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 you, and it's all kind of like related. It all comes, you know, together. And so what I'm trying to get at is that you know, a lot of times when we're talking about, you know, things like sex and sexuality, I think sometimes we, we, we have a tendency to just talk about a one component of it, but it's actually related to everything else, you know, because you are a sexual being. The whole you, not just the physical you, but the emotional you and the spiritual you, you know. This is why, you know, it, people have all sorts of psychological things going through them. You know, you know that guy that can't seem to hold a relationship you know, and, and he goes from relationship to relationship, you know, and, and people, are, you know, just, you know, probably his family members be like, why can't you, that was a nice girl, what happened? You know what I mean? Like you, you hear those conversations, but, but you've got to ask, ask a deeper question. Why is it that this guy feels like he always has to be in a relationship? Oh, what about the girl, right, that she is fine not being in a relationship, but everybody seems to hassle her. Why aren't you with someone, you know? But she's okay with it. But, you know, people feel like, you know, she should be with someone. How about the couple that, that seems to fight over just stupid things? 
just meaningful, meaningless things, right? And they just they fight over toothpaste and, and little things, you know. And, 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 and you wonder, wait, is it just silly things? Or deep down inside, is there indirect questions going on in their hearts and minds? Is this really the one? Are you tracking? You know? It's not just the one component of our lives. It's actually, it, it, it touches every realm of our being. Because you can't talk about sex without talking about being a full human being. And you can't talk about that without talking about who created you in the first place with all these longings and cravings that you have. You know? So really, this, this series is, is deeper than you think. You know? We say sex sells, but we, we're, we're, we're actually talking about this, this direct connection between that and everything else that means to be a person. Are you with me? You know? So our sexuality is connected to our spirituality because... That's how we were created. And you have to talk about God. Because if you leave that component out, you're going to have a very incomplete understanding of who you are. Because he created you as a sexual being. You know? And so if he created you as a sexual being, he has a purpose for how he created you. So these cravings, these longings that we have, it's all connected to the fact that we were born this way. You know? When God created the first people, he blessed them. And the word blessed is that he put his peace on them. You know? So there's this ideal relationship going on between these people and God. And it was a life connection going on. But then you read on, you'll find out that something went wrong. The moment they decided to do their own thing, you know, this disconnection went away. And so now they became disconnected. And I love the details that the Bible gives you. Pay attention to the details. The Bible says... For the first time, they felt naked and ashamed. Now, think about that for a second. They were always naked. Hello. It's not like all of a sudden, boom, they stripped off and like, what are we doing? For the first time in their existence, we don't know how long they were in the garden. You know, historians say they, 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 they were in the garden for a long time. You know, but we don't know how, much, how long, but they were there for a while. So they were in communion every day, you know, freely. But all of a sudden... They do their own thing, and they feel naked and ashamed. They feel disconnected. For the first time in their lives, get this, they felt like something was missing. And we've been feeling that ever since. You come here with that longing inside of you. There's someone somewhere right now thinking, what is wrong with me? Something is missing. We've been disconnected ever since. And so when you talk about sexuality, you've got to talk about the whole that first of all, you come from the perspective that something went wrong, we're disconnected. But number two, sexuality is, is everything we're trying to do to be connected again. Think about it. Why do we love Facebook so much? Because we want to be connected. Why do we love Twitter so much? We want to be connected. You don't want to put up a picture just for the sake of it. You want someone to like it. When was the last time you put up something just for the sake of, I'm just going to put this up there, I don't care. Two minutes later, you're checking, who liked it? <laughs> Hello. We want to feel connected. We want to feel liked. We want to feel like we're part of something bigger than ourselves. You know what I mean? Can you imagine having Facebook on your own? You'd be boring. Like your own pictures. Come on your own thing. <laughs> which some people do. Which is me, it's weird to me. You know, I, people put up their pictures, they like it and comment on it. It's just kind of weird. It's like a community of one, you know. Me, myself, and I, you know what I mean? Maybe they have imaginary friends. 
Freddie, did you like that? Yeah, I like that. But sexuality is deeper than we think. Let me give you this. You might want to write this down. This is one of those things you've got to go home and, and, and think about, okay? So we are born in a condition of disconnection, okay? And ever since, we feel it. We sense it. Something is missing. And so we're trying very hard to connect. We're trying very hard to plug in. We're trying very hard to feel that someone else cares about us, and we want to care for someone. All right? So our sexuality, get this. Scholars say that the word sex comes from the Latin word secare, which means, get this, the word sex in its original meaning means to sever, to be disconnected. Even in the word itself, Okay, it's saying that something was amputated. Okay, let me say it again because this is so good. It means that, that to sever, to amputate, to disconnect from the whole. That's what the original meaning of the word sex comes from. Okay, so we get the word sect or section or dissect from the word sex itself. Let that sink in for a second. And so... When you say that, you have to have the right definition of sexuality. Okay, something went wrong, and so that's where we need to start. We need to start with something went wrong. And number two is everything that we're doing is trying to connect again. All right, something went wrong, and everything else is us trying so bad to connect. Okay, For, this is why it's... it's it's so short-sighted when people automatically think that sex is about the physical act. Actually, this is a very small percentage of what sex is. You know? And so it's a big mistake to focus so much on a small percentage when there's so much more to it. And you wonder why our relationships aren't working, because we're focusing on a small percent as opposed to the rest of what it's all about. Are you with me? Come on, talk to me. And so we use... Words like casual sex, for example. And, and if you think about it, that's, that's just what it is. Because there's no connection. Because you could have sex and be disconnected. Okay? You, you, could, you could have multiple partners and still be disconnected. Actually, some of the most unsexual people are the people that are having sex left and right because they still feel that something is missing. Okay? You could be married and have sex every day and be disconnected. Because marriage is about the whole, not just 1% of it. You know, I see a lot of young people, they're excited to get married and because they're thinking about that 1%. Gotta have sex. <laughs> a whole lot of it. And you will. You will. But if that's all the focus that is, you're going to find out, wait a minute, there's so much more to this thing. And you wonder why aren't relationships working? Maybe we have a small understanding of it. Maybe we need a deeper perspective of what this thing is in the first place. Maybe we need to go back to the beginning and find out how we were created to be in the first place. I think the one that created us knows a thing or two about it. Are you with me? You know, so think about it. Here's the flip side of that. I think this is important to say. You can be, you could be a person that is single not have sex and feel connected. Do you understand that? Because it's not about that 
small percentage. Because some of the most sexual people are people who are single, but they feel good about where they are because they have great relationships. And that relationships fails them because it's about the whole you, not the just part of you. You get this. Okay. So there's deep meanings going on here when we, th- when we talk about the fact that we're sexual. Because we commune with each other every day. And because we commune with each other every day, we run the risk of hurting each other a lot. Think about it. Why do people leave the church a lot of times? Because they felt hurt. Why do people go from relationship to relationship because they felt hurt? Why do people bounce from place to place? Because they felt hurt. People hurt people. Okay. So this, this being sexual thing is very deep. Why? Because it's very difficult to live in community and to feel complete without taking some chances to be hurt sometimes. If we're going to be complete, we have to be willing to commit. Because without commitment, there's no wholeness. Are you with me? This is a little bit deep, I understand. But we got we to track here because we're mature people now. You know, enough talking about a small percentage of what it should be all about. So much emphasis put on the small percentage, and we wonder why we're not happy. Because maybe there's so much more that goes to this. Think about it. If you ask me, that's the true definition of sexual dysfunction. When there's no commitment, there's no connection. There's so much emphasis on, on sexual dysfunction in our society. You know, you see commercials for Viagra all the time, and it's always the same thing, right? This dude is sad, now he's happy, right? Because he's getting it on, right? But I like to interview that dude in real life and see if it's truly that way, because now he's having sex, but he's connected. Because, you know, we, we, they love to paint this picture, but they, 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 they never complete the picture. How does your everyday look like? Okay. How about the rest of your life? How does it look like? Because every commercial, I don't care what it is, is telling you you're not happy until you have this. And I don't care what it is. You know, I love, my favorite is the, is the soap commercials, you know. Dishwashing commercials. The lady's really sad. It's black and white. Her life sucks. <laughs> because... All the dishes never get completely clean. But all of a sudden, someone rings the bell. It's Mr. Clean. And he's got this brand new bottle. And she opens it up, and she uses it automatically. It turns to color. Her husband comes home, and automatically, boom, their life is amazing. She's singing. She's smiling. You know, because all of this to say, you're not happy until you have this. And we do that with every area of life, including our sexuality, unfortunately. You know, you're not happy until you, this is your problem. You need to, you know, you fill in the blanks. You know, you can't be fully happy and connected if you are at odds with the one that created you to connect in the first place. That's when things went south with the first people, you know. They never felt naked, never felt ashamed. But here we are, we're walking around naked and ashamed every day. Because the first connection needs to start with your maker. 
It's very hard to have a real meaningful relationship with another human being if you don't understand how you're supposed to have a real relationship with them in the first place. It's almost like a guessing game out there right now. You know, people are just guessing, trying to figure out how to do it, but you can't do that if you don't start from scratch. You can't completely feel at peace if you are at odds with your maker because, let me give you some because, because you don't like your body. And you feel, if I only look this way, because your family situation is like this, because that circumstance won't change, because this person hurt me, you will never be able to be fully, completely connected and feel whole until you go back and reconcile that. And the problem is you can't do it on your own. And we try, though. We try hard. And I mean all of us in church and outside of church. People try because we're longing for connection. We're longing for it so bad. We're thinking this one will be the one. This one will be the one. And you can name those ones, you know. It's the casual sex. It's the partying. You know, it's the, maybe I'll try this church. Maybe this one will be the one. Maybe this job will be the one. You know, what's amazing about that is, is that you can have all that and still feel disconnected. It's like chasing wind. We've talked about this many times here. You know, sometimes our greatest enemy is the very thing that we're chasing and pursuing. And we see this in scriptures. We see a man that was able to do all that. And became his worst enemy because he lost the connection from the one that gave him the longing in the first place. There is a longing, people, and it's okay to have that longing. That longing actually is very recommended in the Bible, but it needs to have the right connection to it. It starts there. Something went wrong. That's the first part that we need to recognize and understand if we're going to be full sexual beings. You know? If we're going to be able to, to, to have relationships that matter, relationships that will last, relationships that will flourish, relationships that we're proud of, it starts with first connecting with the one that created the relationships in the first place. You know, Jesus, the Bible says, came to restore us. I love that word. Why? Because he wants us to have what the first people had in the beginning. They had connection. They didn't feel naked and ashamed. And there's no reason for us to walk around feeling naked and ashamed. Because we have tried on our own, and it's not working. I, I, I was talking to a young man before I came to Excel today about that. He's like, I've been traveling trying to find myself. And that's good. That's very good. I encourage you. I think it's a good thing to get out and find yourself. But until you find the one that created you, you're going to have a hard time finding yourself. Isn't it interesting the first people try to hide from God? They never had that concept before until they went south. Because you really can't hide from God. And God says, where are you? You think God doesn't know where you are? God is saying, come get connected. Come get plugged in again. Why are you running? Why are you trying to do it in your own strength, in your own power, in your own ways? Don't you know that I created you with these longings? Don't you know that, that I'm the one that made you in the first place so I know how you operate, I know how you work, 
I know what you're looking for. I know the longings of your heart. I know exactly where you are. Where are you? So I can fix you. So I can heal you. Some of you guys tonight need healing. You know why? Because if you don't heal, it will always bug you. And, and you think the problem is him, or you think the problem is her. But him or her will never be able to complete you. They're supposed to enhance you, empower you, strengthen you, challenge you, motivate you, but never complete you. Because they're never meant to be God. That's why it doesn't work. Because God needs to be God first. And everything else follows. And whatever you do out of that will be blessed. Because the blessed means you will have your peace about it. Stop walking around restless, anxious, frustrated. Maybe there's things that happened in the past. Mistakes you've made with your sexuality because of the longing. He's not here to condemn you or judge you. He's here to heal you. He's here to restore you. Jesus comes to restore to restore, to make you whole again. That's a beautiful picture of this guy chasing us all the way down. Since things went south, he comes south with us to bring us back in alignment. And so that's where we need to start, people. Before we go anywhere with this series, we need to start here. Let's get connected first. And then we can be able to begin the process of finding the rest of our lives. This is never too late. Okay? And it's never too early. <laughs> To, to live that way, you know, in the fullness of his grace, in the fullness of his will. So where are you tonight? God says, I want to heal you. Let's start there. I want to give you the right idea. Something went wrong, but I came to fix it. I came to pave the way again. I came to heal you. I came to restore you. I came to forgive you. I came to empower you. I came to enable you to live above the level of sin and mediocrity. Because that's what you see. When, when you try to pursue this on your own, it's just a continuous thing of sinning and mediocrity. And that's not what we want. We long for connection. We long for intimacy. We long for purpose. We long for meaning. Every single one of us. That's why we love Facebook. That's why we love Twitter. That's why we love all the social media. But sometimes all that can still leave us empty. Because they didn't create us. They were actually created for us to use. Are you with me? Bow your heads with me tonight. Let's make this personal now. Where are you tonight? Where do you need to be? You need to be in the midst of God's will. That's where you need to be. You need to be in his hands where he can mold you, shape you, and make you into his image and likeness. Would you guys dim the lights? I, I, I want to give people some chance to get healed tonight. We're going to pray for you tonight. God wants to restore us. You know, some of the most unsexual things are the ones that we call sexual in our society. It's all twisted. It's all twisted. But he says, I created you male and female. And I created you with purpose in mind. And I have a purpose for every single area of your life. Your life's not supposed to have departments. It's supposed to be whole, complete. Jesus comes to restore you as a whole. There is forgiveness for those who need forgiveness. 
there's healing. There's hope in this Jesus. It's a breath of fresh air when people understand this in a society that's been going south for so long. And they're still thinking, if I go a little bit more south, maybe this time it will make sense. And that's sad, people. But Jesus comes to restore. Tonight, if you don't know Jesus Christ, in a mystical way, he's in our presence right now, inviting you to allow him to restore you. The Bible says he, he's at your door of your heart. He's knocking and saying, would you let me in? And the picture there is beautiful because it says, if you let me in, I'll come and feast with you. He's saying, we will have relationship. We will have fellowship. When a Jewish person would invite you to have food with them, he's saying, I want to have a real relationship with you. And that's our God. That's Jesus. Or maybe you're here and you've just been going south. Just been doing your own thing. Tonight, align yourself with Jesus. It's not by might, it's not by power, it's by his spirit. And I know for a fact, as you hear my voice, the Holy Spirit is confirming that in your hearts. Saying, yes, that's for me. I'm longing for that. I'm longing to feel connected. I'm longing to feel loved. I'm longing to feel whole again. And tonight, I want you to come and spend some time with Jesus as we pray for you, as we agree with you, that that is what God asks for you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. If that's you tonight, would you come? We're going to pray together. This altar is open. There's nothing magical about it. There's something powerful when you come and you offer your lives to God as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to him. Yes, sir. Come on. Hey, I was born.